themselves or lack thereof, depending on the situation. So ultimately, I think it it boils down to a level of respect for the fact that this is another person with their thoughts, beliefs, actions, whatever. And so long as there's no overstepping on either side, mm-hmm. you know, then it can continue to be a prosperous relationship because you're able to see eye to eye on not necessarily everything, but enough. And I think that goes back to what you were saying. Like, there's so much more than the faith you practice to that, you know, there's so much more than the faith you practice that gives people common ground, mm-hmm. you know? Like, and I think this may be a consequence of just me having a lot of friends who either have some sort of church background or even if not a church background, know somebody who had a church background. Yeah. So it's like, it's easier to relate, obviously, to someone who's a Christian or at least knows the faith, but it's not a necessity. Right. And I think that goes along with a lot of the things that we were talking about in our afterburn last week or whatever week that was. And or our last episode, let's say that. Um, and how we were just talking about like our lifestyles, our behaviors, the way that we act, the way that we um, live this life. How um, Pastor Ryan even said, it's nice to be nice. Like we just have to be in a place where we can show who God is just on our daily walk. And it's not necessarily being like the holy roller, as a lot of people like to call us. We don't necessarily have to have our Bible on deck and pull out scriptures and be like, okay, the Lord says, you know, in, in, in this, this conversation and don't get me wrong, conversations can go there, but I think that it could just be as simple as sharing our experiences, sharing our, um, sharing the things that we've been through, sharing our testimonies. Like that goes a lot further than sometimes pulling out a, a, a Bible verse, you know? And I was actually having a conversation with my mom about this a little bit. And, you know, we were talking about, um, you know, the fact that some this this is why it's so important, especially with navigating these friendships of people who are not, Christians because you don't know what their background is. You don't know what they've been through. There's a lot of people, you know, they know about God, but they've been through so much that now they have church hurt, you know? And for them, you know, even though we we can, we want to be able to reach them where they are and be able to talk to them about God, sometimes pulling, pulling a Bible scripture out can be more of a detriment to them mm-hmm. than anything. And I think that's where, you know, being led by the spirit will take you and say, you know what, because of where this person is, maybe it's not a good idea for me to pull out this Bible verse because they may come from a background where someone used the Bible in the wrong way and used it as a form of abuse and not Mm. used the way that God wanted them to use it. You know, they might benefit more from just a regular conversation and you incorporate God into that conversation, you know, so just people have to be careful 
with not causing more harm to the person than good. And, you know, you know, and that's that's where that also that uh, that phrase or that scripture comes from, you know, having zeal without knowledge. You have so much, um, you know, built up that you're like, I, you know, I want to share the God with everybody. And I'm so excited and everybody needs to know about God. And you start going about doing all these things. And God is like, calm down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, stop what you're doing and and, you know, go. Let me lead you to who you need to talk to. Let me lead you to who needs to hear this this word or these messages and that kind of thing, you know? Right. Like, Brother Hammond's testimony was really powerful, I think. And because he, he was talking about meeting or reaching his cousin who just asked him about his faith because of the life that he was living and his cousins on the road like whatever he did to get there at the end of the day it was like you know he was living a life that that showed him hey maybe th there's something different here i need to get some of that mm -hmm. and it's the same way jesus did that too like jesus just came and talked to people he met them where they were and Absolutely. I think a lot of times, a lot of times people in the faith forget that that's what we're supposed to do is meet people right. where they are rather than. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Christian Call Center where Jesus is on the main line and we're online too. y'all how y'all feeling we're good we're good we're good how we're are back you? i'm good y'all we back for another episode you know episode four hey hey yes sir so y'all so what we talking about today y'all let, let um, me know something. this is adulting part two kind of yeah mm. it's adulting part two how do you stay saved mm. <laughs> that's a good question that's a good question. Cause you know, a lot of people like the once once save what's that phrase? One time, one time save, save, time save. Right. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that doesn't really work. Cause there are things happening around us all the time, every day. Things are knocking us left and right, like Will Smith did the Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just supposed to turn the other cheek. <sighs> I don't know if I would have turned to the Chiefs like Chris Rock did, though. But we ain't going <laughs> to talk about that tonight. True. So what are we talking about? How do we stay safe? How do we navigate all of these things that we face on a regular basis? Like, just for example, you know, we all work. And yeah. we don't always like our coworkers. We don't us. like our bosses. We don't always, you know, we we just go through some things. And just how how do we navigate that as a Christian? Like, how do we stay level headed? How do we stay in a in the right mind? Like, what's what's some skills that you guys have? For one, 
we most definitely have to stay prayed up. Mm. Mm-hmm. Cause I get tested every day. How so? Give us a story. <laughs> I don't want to get nobody in trouble. Don't but, use names. Um, yeah, you gotta use names. It's this one particular coworker at my job. Mm-hmm. She just does too much. Does entirely too much, and I be wanting to be like, it don't take all that. Calm down. Right. But like, she be jumping on that last good nerve that I got. <laughs> so in order for me to just not say nothing out the way, or get myself in trouble, or even get myself fired, I gotta mm-hmm. pray before I go on the job. I gotta yeah. pray while I'm at work. And I definitely have to pray to thank God for getting me through this work day and not psyching nobody out. That's how they so, call that's that Holy Ghost hesitation right there. Um, <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. I think I think I can speak for all of us to say that I think everybody has at least one coworker like that. That it's just like God said love everybody, but ooh, you push that real hard. You know, you know what what I will thank God, and I don't want to jinx, but I will thank the Lord Jesus Christ that I do not have that problem at my new job. Thank you, Jesus. My old job, ooh, that'll take me several hours to get and pack all of that. But my current job, I'm glad. I'm glad that I am saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, water baptized. So none of your clients make you not want to just. We talking about workers. <clears throat> We're talking about co-workers. We're not talking about, I can't touch my clients. Can't touch my clients. Lord, That's help. true. But some of them parents at my job are making me want to tap dance on their head, too, though. Ah, tap dance on their head. What, we trying to help your child. What is you so rude for? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, how? And, and okay, going back to that's again, going back to Pastor Ryan saying it's nice to be nice. How long does it take you <laughs> to get from I want to tap dance on your head to <laughs> let me just calm down and be nice? Again, like I said, you got to stay prayed up. Yeah. Lord, control this tongue. Because mm-hmm. if I say something out the way, it ain't going to be good. Right. Yeah. And that's real. That's real because, you know, and we fall again, they always say like, we're in the presence of sin. So there's, like I said, all these things around us that try to like steer us away from, from God. And it's just everyday things. And it could be so simple. Something mm-hmm. triggers you. It could be somebody cutting you off on while you're driving in the road. And next thing you know, you just forget the fact that you a whole Christian you just start going off. And like, my mom always tell me they can't hear you. It's like that's not the point. I don't care if they can't. They can't hear me, but they can see me. (laughs) They don't even have to see me. I just need to get this out. (laughs) What's what's the point? How is how is that helping? You know what I mean? Because I'm sitting here yelling in my car, and they going down the road about their business. (laughs) We ain't gonna get on the topic of road rage because I got bad road rage, Jesus. So does Joe. I had road rage before I was even driving. So right, like Joe was <laughs> the biggest road rager as a passenger I have yep. ever seen in my life. Yeah. Right, and it's just gotten ten times worse yeah, since she got a license, bro. 
Like, I'm not a y'all put, put my life in danger cutting me off like that. Yeah. But again, that goes back back to see, maybe if I prayed before I left the house, I wouldn't have reacted like that, you know? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. might have helped me a little bit because then I would be in a calm, better mood. And honestly, you know what? That is not that is that is very I, I, I hit a nail on the head there because for real, I had noticed a difference. Like if I'm in my car jamming out to my Christian music, I ain't worried about nobody. Like I'm just in here having a whole worship set in my car. So I'm just driving to, you know, my client's house or whatever. And I'm chilling. The moment I'm like listening to God knows what they say, you know, I'm mad at everybody in the world. So <laughs> I need to keep, keep my Christian music on. And I'm that like, goes, that goes back. Actually, that goes back to if, if y'all were, if any of y'all were on our, our, our Instagram, which y'all should be, that right? was one of my questions. Listening to music that ain't gospel, because mm-hmm. I know obviously we like to listen to it because mm-hmm. it's out there yeah. and we grew up with it. But sometimes it ain't what we should be listening to because it puts us in a mood we shouldn't be in. That's true. And like I said, I think I said this the other day. It's like if something now, now I just realized that it clicked in my head. But if something is personally affecting you, because it may affect it may affect me differently than it would affect somebody else so maybe it'll it will affect me while i'm in the car but it might not affect me you know somewhere else you know what i mean so you we just have to be mindful and be very observant of how we're experiencing things how we're living this life for god because you know these these biblical principles are in place for a reason it's because people have experienced these things in the past and they learn from those experiences and that's why they're able to, you know, share these principles through the Bible. So it's the same thing. Like we just have to, when we're experiencing things, we just have to stop, think, pay attention, like uh, look at it from the other side and be like, okay, why did I react this way? Why did I handle the situation this way? Did I make the right choice? Did I, did I let my flesh win or did I let my spirit win? And I think that's what we have to think about when we when we do certain things and when we react a certain way. A lot of times we allow our flesh to take over and we don't let our spirit. We don't allow ourselves to be led by the spirit. Ouch. That's when we mess up. <laughs> you said I let you say ouch. <laughs> I mean, again, we're all works in progress. Like we're not there yet. We are striving. We daily. We do, but at, again, at the end of the day, like we, it's just all about making a conscious decision of, I want to be better today than I was yesterday. And whatever it is that I didn't do yesterday that was wrong, or whatever it is that I did do yesterday that was wrong, this day is an opportunity to make it right. I was actually just talking about that with a coworker mm-hmm. uh, Saturday. Because we were talking about, you know, funny enough, we were talking about music that, you know, speaks to us, specifically gospel music that speaks to us. Mm-hmm. And I was and I was talking about the uh, Jonathan McReynolds song, Keep On Doing Better. Oh, my God. I love that man so much. And it's like that song, <laughs> <laughs> that song, like, it's like literally there's so much in this world that can cause us to slip and fall. Mm-hmm. But 
because we're alive, we have the opportunity to get up and keep on doing better. Let every me take a moment to just appreciate the gift that is Jonathan Reynolds, okay? Oh my God. Honestly, no. Like, I, for real. If y'all have Tag him in our comments. If y'all, I have, because I talked about him on Instagram Live. But if y'all have not listened to this man's music, y'all are missing out for real. I'm telling you. When I tell you that man has a gift, like when they talk about minister of music, that man is a true minister of music. Like if you just listen to the words of his songs, like it'll get you out of any situation. If you pay attention, he speaks about daily issues that young adults go through. Yes, oh. he is. When I tell you he speaks to our man? generation. He's around our age. He has to be. He speaks to our generation. I'm thinking he's 28, 29. Maybe, maybe younger than that. I'm not sure. But he really, like, he has to be. He's 32 years old. Oh, he's well, old. Right I didn't know he was that right old. Millennial. He's a millennial. And I'm telling you, like, he speaks directly to our generation. Like, even that song about adulting, like, listening to the words of that song, it just made you, like, like think, like, man, somebody understands what I'm going through. Someone is speaking to my story right now and, and giving me the words. Like, I can name oh, so many of his songs that I can go through that. It's like, you know what? That's true. That's true. That's true. You understand? Like, you know what? He just, anyway. No. All right. Before this starts a, in school. A John McReynolds playlist for young huh? adults. How about that? Make a playlist for the young adults. How about that? Who, me? Yeah, it's what I'm saying. Like, make a Jonathan McReynolds playlist for, for the young adults. I go on Spotify and I go to his his Spotify page and I just hit shuffle and all the songs, listen to it all day. That's what Y'all I do. hear that, people. So if you're going through, go to Spotify and, and look up Jonathan McReynolds. If you're yes. going through, he'll get you through a rough day, I swear. Let me know what your favorite song is. Mine is Low Gray. That's, that's mine. That's my song, too. My God, that song right there, that convicted my spirit. Yes. That really people. did. People did too, people. That's true. Mm -hmm. And speaking of people, that's what we were just talking about. That song right there, because it's like the, the phrase, they are the best and the worst you yes. have created. That right there. Yes. <laughs> just speaks to everybody. It's just like the, these are supposed to be made in your image. So you expect people to have the image of God and portray God, and then you run into these people that are not portraying, you know, Christian, they are not portraying the image of God. And then you're like, now you gotta think about yourself. Now, am I portraying the image of God? And if I'm not, how can I portray the image of God? Mm -hmm. Maybe I can turn somebody in a different direction, you know? That's the one right there. It's nice to be nice. That's our catchphrase for the day. Thank you, Pastor Ryan, for that one. It is nice to be nice. Is that right? Yeah. Message. That, yeah, will <laughs> that will help me on a daily basis. I'm going to keep thinking to myself, it is nice to be nice. So rather than responding and yelling at people in my car, mm. <laughs> I just be nice. It's nice to be nice. I felt that. Yep. But not for it, it. It comes back to fact the fact that I guess our life is our ministry, you know. Yes, life is our individual ministry to people. If we portray certain things to people, that's how people know who God is because they're not coming to church, 
Yeah. People aren't going to church the way they used to, and they don't want to, a lot of people. They don't want to because of things they've experienced or because of, you know, whatever reasons people have. A lot of them, I, I will honestly say people have valid reasons not to want to attend congregations because things have... Facts. Say that. Differentiate that. Congregations, not church, but congregations. There's a difference right like there. Congregations have messed people up. And yeah. it's understandable. So our responsibility is to be better mm -hmm. so that even... even even if someone never steps foot in a congregation again, at least they can receive Christ. Yes, that's powerful. They should still see the God in you. Yeah. Whether you're in church or outside of church. Exactly. Your life is always an example of what Christianity is supposed to be, what it's supposed to look like, despite people's experiences and what they've been through. They need to be able to see the real thing. They need to be able to see like, yes, I was hurt by this congregation, but that's not what I see in you. There's something different right there. And that's what I need. Whatever you got going on, whatever God you serve, in, that's it. the God that I need because that's real and that's true. And I was reading a post um, on Instagram. I'm going to see if I can pull it up. But it was talking about, um, you know, like what, uh, the youth is looking for in um, in churches and Christianity. And one of the things that they said was just honesty. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, people are, people forget where they come from. Ooh. People forget their experiences. People forget that they were once not perfect. You know, whether you grew up in the church or not, I grew up in the church, but that does not mean that I was saved, sanctified, holy, ghost filled, water mm -hmm. baptized my whole life. You know, I've done some things, I've been involved in things that I wouldn't have expected myself to be in, but that doesn't mean that I'm not, that doesn't, that doesn't take away anything from my relationship with God. It allowed me to make my relationship with God better actually because of the things that I've been through, because it taught me who God is in my life, how I can lean on God, and all, all of these practical things because of the things that I've experienced, experienced in my life. But again, I'm not forgetting who I am. You know what I mean? I'm not forgetting who God made me to be. Mm -hmm. My testimony means something because you never know who is coming in those doors of the church. And sometimes your story, what you experience, your life prior to you, you know, getting better in God can push somebody to say, you know what, because you went through this, I can do it too. Because you you are, are willing to even share your story means a lot to people because sometimes people are going through things and they're so afraid to say something because the the judgment the ridicule mm -hmm. the, the things that you're gonna the backlash that you're going to get mm -hmm. then that puts people in isolation that puts people in their shells that puts people in a box and it's just like you know what i can't say this thing because everybody's gonna hound on me everybody's gonna tell me i'm this and i'm that they're gonna call me these names they're gonna they're gonna shun me they're gonna look at me weird they're gonna roll their eyes at me when they they see me walking through the the door but at the end of the day, again, like I said, 
you never know what your experience can do for somebody else. And if you keep it to yourself, that's one thing I always learn. What you fail to do is hindering somebody else from coming to God. Yeah. And sometimes just me sharing, hey, I went through X, Y, Z can cause somebody to say, okay, I see you. You've been through what I've been through, but you don't look like what you've been through. So that's motivation right there for me to work on whatever I got going on for me to get to, to uh, where I need to be. And that's kind of convicting what you just said. That's kind of convicting me because I've said on, I've been sitting on my testimony, multiple testimonies for so long because of, I was scared of the judgment. You yeah. know, I, I'm going to receive backlash. I'm already knowing. Yeah. <laughs> Once I started telling my testimony, I'm going to receive backlash. Mm-hmm. And like, I, at this point, I don't care no more. Yeah. Because if I sit on my testimony, I can't help the next person. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this because I've I've been through situations where I was like, I don't know if I want to go back to church. <coughs> the one thing, the one thing that I had to tell myself repeatedly was your relationship with God is personal. It is not about anybody else but you and God. And you can't let people keep you away from your relationship with God. Because the same way you're working on it, they're working on it too. Right. So if I allow somebody else to pull me away from God, that that right there, like, I just, yeah. And to tack on to what you said, Joe. The Bible says, let nothing separate you from the love of God. Mm-hmm. And I always like to tack on to that. Not even you. Yeah. Don't even let you separate yourself from God's love. Because God loves you enough that he don't care what you did. He don't care what somebody else did. He loved you for you because he made you. He gave you another day to start to continue and live this life because there's somebody else that needs what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. Like, like you never know somebody might be going through the same thing that you're going through or what you've been through. And if like you can't help them because you're not I lost my train of thought, I'm sorry. How are you supposed to help that person if you're not telling your story? Yeah. That is that is very true. And that brings us to, like you said, like let nothing separate you from the love of God. Just being grounded in him and not allowing things that are going on in the world to sway you away, you know, because we're met on a daily basis of people, you know, sh- being shunning, shying away from Christianity, walking away from the church because of their experiences. And there are people who are posting and saying all these things about God and, and their own version and interpretation of God. You you see these things on a daily basis. And sometimes it's like, is it worth a response? Is it not worth a response? Like, how do you just not want to be like, how can you not see this? Like, how, how can you not see the reality? Like, how could you not, you know what I mean? Like, what, 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 you, what you looking at, you know? 
I had I had a thought and I lost it because I was listening to what you were saying. I'm sorry. It's okay. Like it's not it's not your fault. Like it was just it was here and then I'm gonna get it back. Just, yeah. Um. Oh, I was saying that like we say all this to say that part of staying saved is acknowledgement. Just mm-hmm. acknowledgement of the entirety of life. I think is important. Like it's not just it's not just the ups and it's not just the downs. Yeah. Hills and the valleys. You know? Like you can't have life without the good times and the bad times because otherwise it's just it's a lie. Yeah. So I think that, I'm go ahead. I'm gonna let you finish. All right, Kanye. Um <laughs> it's like what was I saying? Oh man, I had. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna get it back. Um, it's like we we people want to know that there is like you're not just lying, like because a lot of people. It's like it's like okay, when you come to God, everything's supposed to be great. Everything's supposed mm-hmm. to be crazy. Supposed to be fine and dandy. Ain't nothing supposed to go wrong. And we all know that's crap because we all go through things. Mm-hmm. Like being a Christian doesn't stop life from happening to you. Yeah. It means you have more options when life happens to you. Yeah. Wait a second. That's good. That's good. You know? That's good right there. I like that. You got more options. You have more options. People Yes, keep keep talking. Keep like, cause cause we have cause <laughs> not only not only, and that's and that's what I was gonna say. That's what's gonna bring me back to the congregation part of it, mm-hmm. because the congregation is not to the congregation is not there to prove your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. The congregation is there to have options for when you're going through stuff. We're supposed to be strengthened by each other's testimony. Come so on, Minister McKenzie. Come on. Congregation. Where is Amberina? Share those testimonies. Where's the collection plate? Gain strength from that. I need Tay to, to, to play a little, you know, get on that board <laughs> real quick. Dun, 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 Play a little shout track real quick. Let me run around this room. Come on, Minister McKenzie. Catherine, <laughs> um, you hear that? You let that make another five minutes. Uh, five minutes of, of fire. Oh man, but um, but yeah, it's like we 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 forget that 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 that's that's what we're here for. Yeah. We're here to strengthen each other. Like I think we talked about it last episode. Iron sharpening oh, iron. You know. Yes. And that's part of the sharpening is that. I'm here because I went through this. And because I went through this, I could talk to you who might be going through this. And you might be going through something else who could talk to that person. Preach, sir. We could all build each other up in this most holy faith rather than tear each other down because of stuff. All of us have done something wrong. Like, nobody who hasn't done something wrong. And if you say you haven't done something wrong, you're lying. Yes. You need to go to the altar right now and repent because you're lying. So that's we have to stop bringing 
judgment and condemnation on people. Because the, the Bible itself says there's no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Oh, yes, right? Lord. It says, we read it. Mm. The doors of the church are now open. Felt that. Felt that. That's that's when you get up and start preach, Pastor. Preach. That's that right, right there. Take your time. Mm. Um, but that's 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 my two cents. Um. So acknowledging acknowledging every aspect of life is part of staying saved. Mm-hmm. I being, able it to for rec- real. being able to recognize that there are. There are times when you're not going to be at your best. Come on now. Come on now. You know, like I'm, that I wrote. I'm not always going to be up here. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not always going to be okay. And that's okay. There's something that I wrote. We were having a, um, a sisterhood event. We were celebrating two of the sisters in the church birthday. And we were making these things called self-care jars. And basically, it was just like writing down you know, little words or messages or like, you know, things that you can do to uh, encourage yourself on moments, you know, days like when you're not feeling too good or whatever, or even days where you are feeling good, just like something to encourage you. But one thing that I wrote down in it was there are mountains and there are valleys and you have to celebrate whichever one you're in, which means that regardless of what your situation may look like, even when you're at your lowest, you still should be praising God just as much or more as when you're in your highest time. Because one, that's what's going to get you through. And two, again, everything that God takes us to through is preparing us for something greater. Mm -hmm. The moment of weakness that I'm in right now is not just building me up. It's going to help somebody else. It's going to help my friend. It's going to help my mother. It's going to help my sister. It's going to help my some random person on the street because of whatever it is that God is taking me through. So you can't constantly beat yourself up. You can't constantly like look down on yourself. You can't, you know, put yourself into, into a depression because you have to fight every day. Every day you have to fight to maintain this walk with God, regardless of, (laughs) regardless of, you know, whatever it is that you see, because one thing I learned, what you see is not what God sees. Mm -hmm. You may see somebody who's weak, somebody who's disheveled, and God sees a warrior. God sees a leader. God sees a, a, Whatever it is, God sees something completely different because he knows our beginning. He knows our middle. He knows our end. So we may be looking at this thing and saying, you know what, God, I'm not going to make it. And God is saying, yes, you are. Yes, you are. And not only are you going to make it, but you are going to be 10 times better than where you were when you started. Man. There's another five minutes of fire. <laughs> five minutes of fire. Good. Then we did ours. You, your, your next, Brandy. Come on now. That's, that's not my calling. <laughs> you don't know what your calling you is. That now. You say that now. That's not hey, my calling. You don't know. The Lord didn't have that conversation. That's not my calling. It's okay. <laughs> God ain't, I don't remember God saying that on me, but things happen and things develop. I'm just saying. Because <laughs> I definitely was not there years ago. 
Even what? talking about God was hard for me. And that's another thing I want to talk about, especially like being in, um, I think we talked about this a little bit before, like we grew up in a church where our generation was kind of missed. We were like the only people our age in the church. So all of my friends were non-Christians or Christians, but they weren't the holy rollers. I don't I don't know how to, how yeah, to go to church it. every Sunday like we it, right. they, they weren't safe, safe. Yeah, they weren't pastors kids. They weren't doing all this stuff. So it just it was hard to navigate that because you know, you looking at your friends and they're going out here there whatever. They're attending these events and going out with friends and all that and I'm not able to do that and I you know couldn't necessarily understand why fully at the time. But I feel like it would have if I had people, you know, who, who were also in my church, who were also Christian, who were also growing up the way that I was growing up, I would have had somebody to relate to. I would have had somebody to talk to. I would have been had somebody to um, that's going through this with me. And, you know, the iron sharpened iron as, as you're learning and you're growing and you're going through this. Um you i'm also helping you to get through this as well because you know a lot of the older um crew in the church you know they would talk to us and be like you know like we understand where you're going through but i'm like nah because y'all weren't in the church at this time at this age you know what i mean so the things that you tell me like yeah i understand you experience them and i'm not saying i have to have all of those experiences but it's just like i just didn't know how to like, yeah, I want to go out with my friends, but unfortunately the friends that I have are not in church. Like, mm-hmm. and I, how am I supposed to make friends with other church people? Because we don't like what other church friends our age were out there. We didn't have that. So it's like, how could it was hard to even find, you know, people who were believing and t- being taught the same things that I, I was taught. And even when I did find them, they were, they either didn't last long or we moved or I don't even know, but they just, it just didn't go anywhere. Which brings us back to, which brings us back to another importance of congregation. Yeah. Just being around people who, who are like-minded to you, mm-hmm. you know, because, because mm-hmm. living a life of Christ in isolation is impossible. Yeah. You can't live a Christ life in isolation. Absolutely. I'm gonna say it again. You can't live a life of Christ in isolation. <laughs> Absolutely. All y'all who trying to do it on your own, stop trying to do it on your own because it ain't gonna work. Correct. You're gonna fall on your face, and you ain't gonna have nobody to help you up. Correct. Facts. Truth. All of it. I feel like if you have like-minded folks around you. Things that you're going through, it would, it would, it was, I'm not gonna say it's not gonna hurt, but it'll hurt a lot less because you have yeah. people who are going through similar things as you and it can help you through these situations. They are your support system, your accountability partner, all of that. And if we it doesn't hurt have, less, it'll heal faster. Yes. We all have the same goal, and that is to get to heaven. And we all need to be pushing each other to get closer and closer to that and if you have people who are holding you back cut them out your life that is normal that is a part of growing up it is okay to lose friends it is okay to lose family members it is okay 
to to lose people that you cared about relationships husbands wives girlfriends boyfriends all of that it is okay to lose those people because sometimes we put ourselves in situations that we don't need to be in people we, are seasonal yes we associate with people that we don't need to associate with and a lot of times it's because we step out of our godly mind and step into our fleshly mind and we want to fulfill whatever the flesh wants wants and we forget about God. And then when things go to the left, we're like, ooh, God. Get me out the situation. Yeah, you, you remember me? <laughs> Putting ourselves in situations. Cause I think it's important to recognize that even when we put ourselves in situations, it's not to say that God ain't there either. That's facts. That's facts. Because I think. I think people will take, oh, well, there's stuff God put you through and there's stuff you put you through. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be like, well, the stuff you put you through, God don't have to help you. You're right. He don't have to help you, but he will, though. But God is still looking at you like, look, 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 look at this. Look at this. Look, somebody come look at this. That's <laughs> how <laughs> so God is looking at you right there. Like, you see this? What? <laughs> like, I got you, but why you have right. to do that? Right. I got exactly. to clean up the mess you made. Right. Exactly. It's like a, a parent to a child, you know what I mean? Like I told you not to do what you did it anyway, so now I got to fix your miss. Yeah, I'm still your parent at the end of the day, but I'm still gonna tell you, you fool. How dare you? Done <laughs> goofed. Right. But I got you. It's like how their parents have parents always say, um, you know, when they about to whoop you and be like, I don't wanna do this, but I'm doing this because I love you. That's not how I feel right now. <laughs> but I, I just know yeah. God be looking at me shaking his head. <laughs> exactly. God be like, you know what? Hey, just come get your whooping real quick. Just, just, just give me five minutes. Look at this child of mine. Look yeah. at this. Let me whoop you, and then it's it's gonna be over. It's okay. We are gonna be back watching movies and chilling in the next. God whoopings hurt though. Hey, look. It, it a home you know real hurts? quick. You know what also hurts? The fact that we chose to do this thing. Right. That hurts God. But the, the good thing That's about. The, the good thing about the godly whipping, though, is you know where it's coming from. Because like you said, it humbles you real fast. That's yeah. like godly whipping. Because if it was his life whooping you, it would just be like, well, all right. You'd just be stuck there. You know, <laughs> you wouldn't learn your lesson. Because you know what we always say? Like, we get the whooping fine. But you know what hurts the most? When our parents say, I'm disappointed in you. That hurts more than the <laughs> And that's the same thing with God. Sometimes he doesn't like whoop us, but he'll say, I'm disappointed in you. And we sit in at the altar. Oh my God. Well, Not even all that. <laughs> nose, got tissue flying everywhere, going back and forth. Oh God, help me, oh, fix God. me, cleanse me of my wicked ways, all that. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, you okay. crying and tears flowing down yes. your face. Oh, because God said I'm disappointed in you. You beating the floor at the altar because you getting your butt whooped in, in the spirit. Man, that never I'm telling you, but it makes us better. It's it's cleansing, it's purging. Like like they say, God is the potter and we are the clay. So all those whoopings is taking all of the things me out. And make me. Yes, it's pulling all the, the, the parts of the clay that does not need to be here to become this beautiful statue. This beautiful work of art that God Lord, made. I gotta get beat up to, to become this perfect statue that you're trying to mold me into. 
because he got to remove some things. He got to chisel some things off. Some things, you know, are harder to chisel off than others. Some of the clay hardened. Say that. Say that. And instead of pulling it off like soft clay, he got to chisel it off. That's why that hurts so much. Because mm. we allowed it to harden. Hold on. The analogies. <laughs> the analogies. <laughs> oh, my God. That was good. That was good. That was really good. Um, do we want to, do we want to, do we want to talk about our personal stories? Like, is, the, is that, is that something we want to talk about? Do we want to share that with the class? Ooh, or should we save that one? Um, up to y'all. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. What do you mean by our personal stories? Like, cause we talking about how to stay saved. Yeah. So I mean, that's assuming one that everybody listening is saved because some people listening might not be where we are, might not be in the in the walk yet. They might be like, "Do I need to start stepping in this direction?" Mm-hmm. So I mean, we could save it for another time. I just I just think it's something we should talk about at some point, like how to get to the point. Because for us, we grew up in this, I think. So it's a different kind of, it's a different kind of come to God moment, I think, for people like us. PKs out there, we get it. PKs and kids, just kids in general who grew up in church, you know, it's a different kind of come to God moment than somebody who wasn't in it to start with and just came and, and, was found by God, you know. You know what? I think I think we should save that for our Easter episode. Okay. I think that'll be a good thing to talk about for our Easter episode, which will be coming out soon. That's our next episode, y'all. So okay. if you want to hear our personal stories, give us a couple weeks and you'll hear it on episode five. Be back for Easter. Yes. And go to church for Easter too. Everybody and their mama finna be in church and we know it. So and we got two services. We'll Eight see y'all at the Easter egg hunt and a service. Eight and ten o'clock. Be there or you won't be missing out. But okay. Um so in conclusion, life is hard. Very. But God makes it easy. Because a lot of people have the. Uh, I would say I would say God softens the blow. He don't make it easy, but he yeah. softens the blow. Yeah, because a lot of people have this viewpoint of Christianity is hard, and you go through so much, and this, that, and the third. And when it all comes down to it, like it's really not. We just make it hard sometimes. And life is gonna be hard whether you're a Christian or not. Yeah. Yeah. Christianity just gives you more options. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Like it take it takes people there are stages to this. Cause like I'm saying this now, but five years ago I couldn't say this. Three years ago I couldn't say this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's because of the things that I've been through and the experiences that I've had that allows me to be in a place where I can stay, things like that. And that's okay, regardless of where you are in your journey, it's a journey and it's your own personal path. 
It's your own, you know, personal walk with God. Nobody else can dictate that but you. You have to know where you are and you have to know where you want to be. That's why they always say not to compare yourself to other people. God is your measuring mark, all of those things, because you never want, you know, other people to hinder you from being where you're supposed to be. God knows your heart. That doesn't mean to be lazy just because God knows your heart. But that means that at the end of the day, everything is between you and God. Everything you do is between you and God. Nobody knows what you're doing at home. If you're praying 15 times a day or you pray one time a day, no one knows except you and God. But you have to be able to know if you need to do more or you're doing enough or you're you're not you're doing less than the norm or whatever the case may be. You know exactly where you are on this journey. They said the race is not for the swift, nor the battle for the strong, but those who endure to the end, which means you have to have patience with yourself. Mm. Be patient with yourself. Give mm. yourself grace. Allow yourself mm. to be okay with your mess ups, knowing that God is there to put the band-aids on, knowing that God is there to patch you back up. That's not saying go out and be presumptuous <laughs> when I'm just saying that God knows where you are and he is always there to meet you where you are. God loves us. It's all his part. In the words of Bob and Larry, you are God made you special and he loves you very much. Absolutely. God. Don't. Don't. <laughs> no. We're not doing these references tonight. Don't hate on Veggie Tales. Nobody hating. I just don't like it. We got a hater in the house. No, next episode, I'm playing Silly Songs with Larry. Keep playing with me. I'm going to disappear. <laughs> you, you don't well, got her started, Brandy. You don't got her started. Whatever. But no, y'all, we got we 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 really appreciate. We always appreciate y'all listening, cause y'all didn't have to tune in. You know, y'all don't have to listen to three random people talk about God, but y'all are here, and we really appreciate that y'all listen to us. Y'all don't have to, but y'all have to. <laughs> right. <laughs> Keep listening. But y'all don't have excuse because we on every platform. Every platform. And if you don't know what platform we own, go ahead and check out that link tree. It's in our bio. Yeah. We hear y'all. But I think it's time. I know it now. I like I can only mean one thing. Oh, 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 it's my favorite part of the show. All right, y'all. Number one, two, three. Pick two. one. Three. One. The number is two. I knew it was going to pick me. <laughs> All right, Joe. There ain't a question uh -huh. here, so a statement. Tell me about a time your faith was tested. Ooh, <laughs> my faith was tested. Oh man. Nay. Cause that's my coming to Jesus story. Well, give a little sample. You ain't gotta tell the whole story. 
Oh man. Okay. I will say, you know what? I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about right now. And I don't I don't want to say like my uh okay, look. So yeah, you know what? I'll 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 share this one. So um I was working at a group home. Um that was my first job that I had when I came here. And for some reason that job has shut down. Um and ended up closing because there was no need for it. And I ended up coming to this new job where I was working at a daycare. And it was definitely a blessing because I was unemployed for five months. So from January of 2020 to May of 2020, I wasn't working at all. Um, the pandemic had hit around this time. So it was just, you know, a lot of things were happening. But long story short, I ended up at this job and I definitely feel like it was a blessing for me because obviously I needed a job. It was in something that I love to do, all these things. It was going to help me be able to continue school, all of that. And at, at some point, this job, I felt, started becoming more of a detriment than a blessing. Um, and let me, let me rephrase that. It, it was always a blessing. But it started to be, be in a place, it started to do, mm, it started to make me um, kind of lose sight of myself and kind of get in the way of where my life was when I first moved here. Oh, God, you are so good. It kind of got in the, in, in, in the place of where my life was. And now that I said that out loud, it made me think of so many times I was praying. And I know they always say, like, um, when people speak to you, they don't always remember what they tell you. Mm. Ooh, I don't want to get emotional. My God. But it's all right. It's all right. Ooh, but I remember um, Pastor Prince was praying with me on multiple occasions. And he kept saying, remember who you were before you came here. Before I even moved to Louisiana, the life that I was living, the way that I was so on fire for God, all of those things that I, I developed before I moved here, he kept telling me that. And I can never understand why until this exact moment is because I allowed that job to kind of like steer me away. I was so dedicated to that work because I, I love that job. I absolutely love that job. I love working with kids. And it, everything from that moment started to go downward. I stopped going to school even though the whole reason why I came here was specifically for school. I had stopped going to law school because it became too much because I was giving so much time to my job, even though I was still attending classes, but I didn't have time to focus on anything. Like all these things were happening. Like I felt like I was giving more and more time to the job and less and less time to God. I wasn't praying as much as I used to be. I wasn't reading my Bible as much as I used to be. All the things kind of got in the way and I wasn't understanding 
what was happening. But I know, long story short, I ended up leaving the job and um, I ended up leaving the job and I got a new job. And that was, I had prayed to God and I was like, look, I know that, you know, you blessed me with this job in the first place. I know you allow me to be here, this, that, and the third. But right now this job is more of a hindrance and a help. And, you know, God moved me. He got me another job. And I absolutely love my job. It's in my career field. I've always wanted to do mental health, all those things. I'm in school right now for mental health. Thank God I'm back in school. But I'm in school right now for mental health. So this is where my career field is. But now I'm in a position where I'm like, okay, you moved me from this job, but I'm not making any money. <laughs> I'm like, literally my checks are like so small. It's like, I'm like, I can't, what bills am I going to be able to pay with this? And this made me question like, did you really move me, God, or did I move myself? And that's when I started to question like me, what I was doing. Did I really pray? Did I really seek God? Did I really allow God to do this? And now, even though I'm not, I wasn't making the money that I was supposed to be, me moving from that job allowed me so much free time to get back into the word of God, to get mm. back into praying, to be able to have that time where I'm not waking up at four o'clock in the morning to get to a job. I can wake up and make my schedule the way that I want to. So if I do want to wake up at eight o'clock in the morning, I have that time to pray and not have to be at my appointment till 11. You know what I mean? So I, in, in that aspect, it definitely has been a blessing because it allowed me not to be so dedicated to a job. It allowed me not to be so dedicated to finances, to money. And that's the reason why my, my finances have been messing up because I'm so focused. I was so focused on the checks. I was making money. I was paying my bills. I was good and forgetting, you know, who God is. I was so, I was so afraid of leaving the job in the first place because I'm like, no job is going to pay me what I'm making right now. I'm thinking I'm making, <laughs> that's it. Like I'm kept at that place. And it's just like, no, why are you capping yourself there? Why are you stopping yourself at, at that pay level? God has so much more for you. You can go somewhere else and make way, way more, which I'm making more now than I was making before. So what I, I felt like I was being run by money at that point. And I think that's why God has been messing with my finances now to show me like I can't be solely focused on finances. I can't be solely focused on money. Granted, it helps. God pay bills, all that stuff. And don't get me wrong. I stress about money every other day. But at the end of the day, God is still teaching me, like, I'm not dependent on the check that's coming in. I'm dependent on God to keep me. Every moment that I feel like, um, um, every moment that I feel like I'm, I'm stressing out or whatever, God shows me, I still got you regardless. Even in the small things, God is still keeping me. God is still, you know, keeping a roof over my head keeping the lights on, keeping my phone paid. Like he's still there keeping me and holding me regardless of the fact that I'm not making what I was making before. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. This job is still a blessing for me. I'm still able to have the time to spend time with God, reading the word, praying to him, developing my relationship with him, even having time to do this, to dedicate time to this podcast. Like this job has allowed me so much more free space and I'm still working. I'm still making money, but I still have time to do these things. So that's good. That's my first, little answer. 
first of all, can we give a shout out to Pastor Jonathan Francois because he, what you said, mm-hmm. kind of took me to took me to a place where it made me thought about my come to Jesus moment. He was mm-hmm. a part of my come to Jesus moment because of some mm-hmm. stuff that he said. So I just want to give a shout out. Y'all find out about my come to Jesus moment for the East yeah, episode. Yeah. But shout out to Pastor Francois because that man, he didn't know me from a can of paint. And he spoke yeah. some things in my life that don't nobody know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it really shocked me because I'm like, bro, you don't know me, so how is you speaking exactly what I'm going through at this, at yeah. this moment? So, yeah. But, yeah. But anyway, y'all. Well, for all you listeners out here, find you people that are truly touched by God. Yes. Hey. They will speak some things over you. They will speak some things into you. They will speak Honestly. some things through you. Honestly. That will change your life. And you may not understand it in the moment they speak it, but you're going to understand it. Trust God me. Yes, because he spoke that word. I don't even know how long ago, but he spoke that word. I want to say it was almost a year ago that he, and he, it was like back to back prayers. Like, and I never, it didn't connect until this exact moment because I even forgot that he said that. But now that you had asked me that question and talked about it, it helped me to connect those pieces. But he spoke that a while ago. So the fact that I was even able to remember that, like, Anyway, <laughs> again, shout out to Pastor Francois. You be knowing what you're talking about. Them prophetic words. Right. Be real. All right, all right, y'all. That is it for this episode. We will see you next time at the Christian Call Center where Jesus is on the main line and we're online too. Make Good sure night, you y'all. hit all our links. Check us out. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Music. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Samsung Free. We are on YouTube. We are on Facebook. There ain't no excuse. If you ain't yes, listening, you don't want to listen. So want to listen. Get in tune. Good night, y'all. Peace.